0: Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of Gear Pulse, the one and only podcast brought to you by American Musical Supply, your friends and ours. Host Ryan, author of Gearblog at gearblog.org. With me I have Brent, who is our resident gear junkie. Hello. What's up, Brent? Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, so just to kind of give you guys a little insight on on the gear pulse, um we wanted to give you guys kind of another avenue to learn or you know, just get scoop on hot gear. Learn some tics, tips and tricks, ticks and trips from people that have worked in the industry. Brent and I, I think, combined have, you know, I don't know, like 23 years worth of experience, probably. Brent's a graduate. I'm a poser. Um, I've just played in bands for a long time. Brent's actually gone to school for this stuff, so he's going to be the guy that you want to ask questions to. <laughs> Direct him to Brent. And, you know, we that that's
1: another thing, too. We really want to make this interactive, you know, so... If if you have questions concerns if you want to know uh, specific things about gear um, if you know anything it could be really in depth well you know if we don't know it, we'll try our hardest to find it out um, but yeah just shoot us an email at uh, gearpulse at musical
0: dot com and uh, we will address it that's right we will and maybe just entertain you and make you laugh a little bit <laughs> either way we got you know we're trying for you um, yeah. moving along. Uh, I, I want to talk about you know a little bit what's going on right now. Uh, it's January. Now is the time of year for Nam. You know
1: it. You love it. Nam. Uh, yeah, it's a gathering out in Anaheim, California. It's put on um, by the National Association of Musical Merchants. And uh, basically what it is, it is a bunch of manufacturers, every kind of manufacturer you can think of that builds any kind of gear or software, anything musical whatsoever, instruments, whatever. Um, And they get together and they debut new product, um, new promotions, that kind of thing. It's really for uh, the manufacturers to get together with uh, musical retail outlets. Um, So... You know, most of the time it's not open to the public, but uh, you know that's kind of where we step in. We can uh, kind of uh, bring you the the cutting edge scoop, if you will.
0: Yeah, and, uh, we'll hit the floor for you. Um, in past years, it's just kind of been this crazy. You know, the first couple of years it was just nuts, like because it was kind of a new experience. But <clears throat> now that these last couple of years, it's you know, it's almost like. It's like clockwork. You know, we have these meetings all set up. We go running around with these reps who, you know, the place is crazy. If I can even paint the slightest picture for you, just imagine this, all right? Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the Anaheim Convention Center. It's pretty big. But imagine every hall in there completely packed, as big as capacity can allow, and any fire code can allow. The first couple of days isn't so bad, Um You know, pretty much business as usual with the with the idea that everybody's kind of running around like chickens with their heads cut off, Um, because there's just so much new stuff going on. You know, the reps kind of have their work cut out for them. They have to know all this stuff that their R and D people are pretty much just laying out for them, like you know, maybe a month or three weeks, two weeks, a week even before the show. They just brought to their attention. You know, so they're saying here, you know, show all these people all this new gear. And, you know, sell it to them, basically. Yeah. And so it's, then,
1: go ahead, It's sorry. It's, uh, you know, there, there's just not enough time in the day, you know. You're just kind of uh, running around and, and soaking in as much as you possibly can. Um, so, you know, this year was, uh, you know, was no exception, really. There was a lot of manufacturers there de- debuting new gear, um, new pieces that they were, you know, they had, uh, you know, either special parties or uh, debut times at their booth, whatever, um. Yeah, and you know, AMS is as uh, you know become known for carrying all the newest, uh,
0: the hottest, and newest gear. To talk a little bit about some of the gear that that was kind of unveiled at this year's show, we've got manufacturers, even one that I've never even heard of. I think they're a pretty new company. They're called Brace Audio. <clears throat> they're kind of going to be like the straight up direct competition with X2 uh, Line 6's X2 digital wireless systems. It's you know there's a few different systems that X2 has. Um, one of them being like a very compact system. Basically, you got your uh, your transmitter, which is you know the size of just about any belt pack, but your receiver is is you know stomp box size, very small. But the the audio quality that you can get out of these systems is just phenomenal. And you know at the price point of you know right at about two hundred dollars you can pretty much just forget about all the other stuff, really. I mean, you know, some guys swear by the other stuff, and that's fine, but I've heard a dramatic increase in sound quality using this digital wireless stuff. Both the X2 digital wires and this Brace Audio stuff, they're both great, so check them out.
1: Yeah, definitely that digital wireless stuff is really, really cool, me being a user myself. Um, You know, another piece of gear that I noticed out there um, was a take on something that's been really popular um, just you know, across the industry, um, which was a field recorder by Zoom. You know, you you know, at the H4, um, they actually introduced a new version called the H4N. And uh, you know, besides looking a little bit different, they put uh, uh, a black rubberized shield kind of on the outside. You can you know it handles a little bit better. Uh, but they also made the screen a little bit larger. Um, the the navigation is a little bit easier as well. Um, you know, some people had a few issues with the navigation on the H4. Um, but this one proves to be a lot easier to ha- navigate. Um, another cool feature is um, the 2496 um, recording capability, which takes it to the next level. You know, you can uh, um, you know, get much more finite recording with this uh, model. And, you know, with 2496 also comes, you know, a lot more storage space. So they also incorporated uh, the capability of handling a 32-gig card um, which does come in very handy,
0: right? Especially for like the, you know, the field recorder type of guys that, you know, they need really good quality, but they need the portability. Another thing they need is the ability to plug in their own mics. You know, say they're out, they're out in the field somewhere. They want to capture a good nature sound, but at the same time, they want to pinpoint on a, you know, on a vocal or something, or they're going to need to plug in a shotgun mic or some kind of a really directional microphone. The other models, you plug in a mic and it deactivates the X-Y mic, the built-in X-Y mic, which, you know, I I can see why they did it. But now with with this extra versatility, it's like it's gone above and beyond everything else on the market so far.
1: Yeah, it basically allows you to plug in two external mics while um, recording with the onboard mics at the same time. So basically, it's four tracks at, at the same time, which is really cool. Um, you know, of course, it has a lot of the the features that the H4 had. You know, all the all the cool effects and everything. Um, it Has variable speed playback for phase training and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool. And of course, it hooks up to your computer via USB 2.0, um, which you know, obviously fast file transfer. So, yeah, it's definitely cool. Um, check it out if you're if you're looking for a portable recording device. Um, you know, it's it's hard to. Uh, go wrong with the h4n by zoom um it's it's coming out uh i heard uh march is kind of the time frame uh, for Should delivery start shipping march up yep. yeah and it's uh um starting prices at 349 so check it out it's uh it's actually on ams right now so
0: check it 349 or three payments of one sixteen thirty three. of course uh just type in h4n in the search box and there you go
1: all right you know, another manufacturer that came out with a lot of new cool stuff at NAMM this year was actually Shure. Um, they de- oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They debuted um, a lot of new microphones, including their new PG USB line, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, they're kind of jumping on the bandwagon with a lot of other manufacturers, but they're also bringing you know the Shure name and quality to um, to really what has turned out to be a very uh, useful and functional. Uh, microphone line for a lot of people that uh you know are just you know doing podcasting or they're just doing you know something very Mm -hmm. simple they don't need a lot of interface setup and all that Uh, just kind of plug and play stuff so definitely something to check out um they also released uh, some new sm uh, large diaphragm condenser microphones including like their sm27 um their SM-137, which is their uh, small diaphragm con- condenser microphone. Um, and basically what they did is they took a lot of their microphones from their uh, KSM line and uh, brought them over to the SM line, and they uh, not only made them uh, in this cool um, black, dark gray kind of color, um, but they also improved a lot of the sound quality. They dropped the, um, the self-noise uh, down to uh, 9.5 dB, uh they also uh put a fifteen db pad on there as well as a three position roll off switch so its uh it's it's definitely something that has been improved over the the k s m twenty seven so uh check it out it's a new s m twenty seven from sure
0: okay and moving right along um i'd like to take this opportunity to introduce to you our segment uh ladies and gentlemen a round of applause for brent in the control room. Why, thank you. Basically,
1: what we wanted to do is have different segments that uh, you know pertain to certain applications, you know, within inside of you know the music environment. Uh, basically, the control room, what we wanted to focus on was mixing techniques, uh, recording
0: techniques, that kind of thing. tips and tricks, tips and, and, and tricks. Yeah, exactly tracking tips, mix down, mastering stuff, everything, recording exactly.
1: and and you know, when I was thinking about what, to, you know, what to discuss. I was trying to remember, you know, talking to a lot of people um, on the phones as an AMS tech and that kind of thing. um, And a lot of questions they used to have. And one of the big questions that I I got all the time was how to incorporate vocals on top of uh, a musical bed, you know, more namely like a rock type of uh, music genre, uh, especially distorted guitars and that kind of thing. Um, what people were running into a lot of times was putting a vocal on top of a music you know on top of guitars and having the guitars kind of drown the vocals and you know instead of really over compressing the the vocal or or just you know cranking the volume up you know a lot of times it's, it's it sounds thin it's not as full as you want so I kind of wanted to go over a technique that that personally I've been using I mean there's a lot of techniques that you know, you can use. Uh, but for me, this is kind of what I have been doing, and it, and it seems to work really well. Um, basically, what what we do is we take the main vocal cut, you know, the, the main vocal track that you want to use. Um, and it, depending on the band, I, a lot of times I like to take the main vocal track and run it through, um, you know, like an auto-tune plug-in, like the Antares Auto-Tune, uh, is what I use personally. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of personal preference whether you want to use auto-tune or not. Some people don't, some people do. Um, but, you know, either way, you take your final track, um, pre- or post-auto-tune, whatever you want to do, and uh, basically I duplicate that track twice. So I have three tracks of the same thing. And I take the middle track, which was the original track, and I leave it alone. I, I ride it right at um, right at zero, you know, inside of... The DAW or you know whatever kind of recording environment that you're using. Uh, personally, I you know I run Pro Tools, you know Logic, Ableton, you know any of the above. Uh, but then I take the other two tracks that I duplicated, and I take one and I pan it all the way to the left. I take the other one, pan it all the way to the right. So it's so it's kind of a spread. And then I then I focus on the the track that I pan to the left. I take it and with inside your DAW, you can. Um, you can usually pitch shift the track, you know, up or down. I usually take the one that I pan to the left and I pitch shift it down um, by six cents. You know, you, you can choose the the increments that you want to, you pitch it by. Um, and I usually pitch the left one down six cents. I usually take the right track and pitch it up six cents. So, it's, so you get a little bit of fluctuation on your pitch. Um, and then besides that, I not only pitch shift them off the center vocal, but I also take the left track and delay it by nine milliseconds. I mean, this this can vary a little bit. Sometimes it's six, sometimes it's eight, sometimes it's nine, whatever. Uh, but I usually, on a you know, um, on a rough estimate, I usually take the left track and I delay it by nine milliseconds. I take the right track and delay it by an average of twelve milliseconds. Um, which will create um, a a fullness and a thickness out of the vocal. So basically, I take these two tracks that are panned left and right and run them way well below what the main vocal is. And, you know, you really have to play around with it a little bit because if you run them up too high, you get like this phasing thing um, that becomes really noticeable. So you want to run them below so you don't get the phasing issue. Uh, but this will create um, kind of a thickness and a fullness to the vocals that will sit really well on top of uh, distorted guitars. Um, Anything, any um, really, you know, on a really full mix, this will allow the vocals to pop and and sit really well. And then once you have your three tracks panned out and and leveled out to where you want them, at that point, um, you can, add, you know, your, your reverb and your compression. I usually make sure the reverb tracks are duplicated on, on all three vocal tracks. Uh, the compression a lot of times I'll just do on the center vocal. Um, if, if it needs it, of course, you know, it's all, it's all up to you, but, um, that way it will uh, allow the vocals to become much more prominent in the mix. So why don't you try that out and, uh, yeah, feel, feel free to get back to me and, and, uh, tell me your results or, uh, anything that you ran into that, uh, makes it better. And we'll, uh, we'll share it with everybody else. So
0: great tip, man. Yeah. So keep in mind too, like with any kind of recording tip or trick that somebody else tells you, you know, their specific settings might not work for you. It's, it's all personal, you know, it's, I mean, it's such a, it's a labor of love recording, you know, like you could, put as much time into it or you can like just do the bare minimum and get a result that you like. It's not, you know, there, there are no rules. Basically the rules of recording were made to be broken and uh, it's all in the subtleties. A little bit goes a long way. Okay. And we're going to wrap it up. I'd like to thank everybody for clicking in, tuning in, dialing in, however you come in. Thank you. This wraps it up for our inaugural episode of gear pulse. Again, if you have any questions regarding recording, live sound, drums, guitars, setup, anything, really, anything music, even if you have a question like, hey, um, my refrigerator is making this weird clangy noise sometimes when it kicks on. What is that? We'll try to answer it. I mean, you know, we might not be able to, but we'll try. But um, thanks for checking us out, Brent. Thanks for tuning in.